Warning, this podcast may contain graphic and triggering content. Please listen at your own risk. Each individual struggle is different and everyone's recovery and healing journey is different. Please reach out to a certified medical professional if you need help. Welcome to episode three of Stomp the Stigma, the podcast aimed to fight the stigma surrounding mental health through education, awareness, experiences, stories, resources, and the vulnerable truth. Today I'm going to share part two of my own journey, my own story. Uh, As I mentioned last week, on top of battling BPD and depression, I also struggle with eating disorders as well. It's not your typical stereotypical anorexia or bulimia, but I struggled a lot with binge eating and minor orthorexia. So fixating on eating healthy foods and things that I thought were really good for me. I grew up around role models and people who to this day uh, still complain about their bodies. After every meal, I heard, oh my god, I ate so much, or oh my god, I'm such a pig, or uh, I ate so much more than you. Uh, I never really saw an adult that looked at themselves and thought they were beautiful or loved their body or was okay with their body. Um, It was always a lot of negative self-hate and talking bad about the way you looked or what you ate. And I don't remember ever being told as a kid that I was beautiful myself or that I was good enough just the way that I was. I was always, always a bigger kid. Um, Everybody that I went to school with would be able to tell you that. I was bullied a lot and I was constantly reminded of it. And I clearly remember when I was younger, My friend's mom was overweight and she wanted to lose a few pounds. And I remember her looking at me and she said, I don't need to be skinny. I just want to get to Alana's size. And that has stuck with me to this day. I know it wasn't like a direct um, insult, but to me, I was like, I didn't really look at myself as being that big or that heavy at that time. But hearing that from somebody who I looked up to somebody who was a friend to me, that really, really hit home for me. Then in junior high, our school was really close to a few places that we could get takeout for lunch. It was my first kind of opportunity to eat out whenever I felt like it. So one of my best friends, she never brought lunch to school. And so she asked me all the time to go eat out with her, go pick up something for lunch. And I remember the last month of grade nine, her and I went either to Subway or to McDonald's or we had this amazing Donair pizza place across the street, which isn't there anymore, but it was unreal. And we went out every single day for the last month of grade nine. And it was so gross. I, thinking back, I just, I can't believe that we did that, but there was, to us, there was nothing wrong with it. And we, I don't know, we loved it. We loved the food going out. Uh, It was our first kind of opportunity to do that. So that was really bad. Fast forward a few years later, one of our family friends saw my high school graduation photos 
and made a comment about me being fat. Now, this person is not skinny by any means. They are overweight themselves. But to hear comments about your photos from people that you trust, people that you look up to, people that are family friends, that hurt. That hurt so much to me. And at that age, when you're so self-conscious about your body and what you look like, and you just want people to like you in school, I was about to go into university just really, really down on myself and hating my body. I also made my own lunch starting at a very, very young age. So I wasn't really given any rules for what I could pack or shown what was healthy or not. And so naturally, as a kid, I just packed anything that I wanted and it wasn't very healthy most of the time. Uh, There was a lot of those little frozen lunches or like sandwiches with peanut butter and Nutella, really anything that I wanted because I had no rules. I had I didn't know how to cook at that point. Like when you're growing up, say grade four or five, uh, even through junior high, I didn't know how to cook yet. So it was like, what was my option? Sandwiches, frozen foods, processed foods, anything that I could get my hands on. Uh, I just packed whatever I wanted as a kid and it was great, but it was so unhealthy. My mom cooked dinner pretty much every day, but a lot of the time it wasn't healthy either. And so I had no idea what a healthy balanced meal looked like growing up at all. I loved the fact that my mom cooked for us every day. Uh, I know we were super spoiled in that way, but at the same time we didn't eat healthy foods or whole foods or un processed foods that often. In the summertime, my parents golfed pretty much every weekend, or at least every single weekend, some weekdays as well. So as kids, we quickly had to learn how to cook for ourselves at home. But we didn't really have anybody to teach us what to make or how to make anything. So as you can guess, it was never healthy. We had a lot of instant noodles, a lot of craft dinner, a lot of frozen chicken fingers and fries. It was not healthy at all. I mean, as a kid, it was great. It was so good. We loved it, but it didn't really help or promote kind of healthy habits for when we got older. We just kind of made anything that was easy for us to make and wasn't a ton of work. So despite being a bigger kid, I was a very active kid. We tried tons of different sports. We were in sports all the time. Uh, I did dance, soccer, swimming, gymnastics, figure skating, and I eventually started martial arts and I stuck with it from the age of nine up until a couple years ago. So it was my entire life. But even though I was active, I was still really heavy and super, super self-conscious about my body. We would always be in one or two, maybe even three sports at any given time. So we were very, very active. But because we didn't eat healthy, uh, it didn't really make all that much of a difference. Anybody that works out, uh, any fitness professionals, they will tell you that your diet is more important, maybe the most important thing, um, even if you're balancing it out with exercise. I remember our martial arts coach constantly talking about eating healthy, telling us 
to have like chicken and broccoli, you know, the typical veggies, meat, maybe some rice. Um, Every single class, there was a new lecture about what we should or shouldn't do, what we should or shouldn't eat, um, what was good for us, what was not. So you heard all of this information kind of every second day or whenever you were in class. And it was a lot. It was a lot for a kid. I remember him going down the line in class and asking each person how much they weighed and then proceeded to tell them how much they should weigh. And it was so mortifying. I remember just lying about my weight, pretending that I didn't know how much I would weigh because I knew that I was way heavier than I should be or way heavier than he thought I should be. So I never really told him how much I weigh. But uh, I remember him telling me how much I should weigh. And in my mind, I was like, that is not even close to where I'm at. And this was my coach. This was somebody that knew a lot about fitness, a lot about health, um, a role model to me. This is someone that I looked up to. So when he told me, like, you should weigh this amount. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to lose 20, 30 pounds. Uh, When you're a young, influential, like easily influenced kid. That was so, so tough. And I remember that to this day. But I grew up in the dojo. I spent 17 years of my life training three or four times a week. So needless to say, my coaches influenced my views as a child of what it meant to be healthy and what or how I should be living my life. I went into university still making my own lunches, but it was so much easier to just buy something from one of the countless options on campus. I mean, our food court was huge. There's tons of little takeout places everywhere on and off campus. So I was in this awful, awful cycle of hating my body and feeling gross all the time. Uh, And then I would comfort myself with food. I loved food. I still do. Um, But I would comfort myself with anything like carbs, anything deep fried, um, sugar, dessert, anything, anything, those simple sugars that we crave. And that would make me feel even worse about myself. And then it was this constant, constant cycle going back and forth of feeling gross, comforting with food, making myself feel even worse. As I got older, I learned more and more about what real people and real bodies look like. And I knew that I wasn't healthy, but I didn't know any better. I didn't know any different. I had grown up in this environment where I wasn't really shown what was healthy at all or what a healthy body looked like. So I, I was kind of stuck in my ways of eating crap, eating processed food, eating sugar, anything that was not good for me. But I was so tired of feeling crappy all the time. Even though I was working out so many days a week, I just felt so gross and so bloated all the time. And I really, really wanted to change my habits. So I started exercising even more um, at home outside of the dojo. And I became obsessed with exercise in order to become a version of what I thought was healthy. And so... We still weren't eating great at home, but the extra 
exercise didn't do anything for me because of that. And so the more I didn't see any changes, the more I wanted to work out even harder. Sometimes three or four hours a day, I became obsessed with it, trying to get the results that I wanted, trying to get the results that I thought I should see and try to get that body that people had been telling me I should have. I felt so trapped in my own body and my own home. I needed out so bad. I wanted away from my family, away from all the stress and the depression, and away from this unhealthy lifestyle that was just embedded in our way of life. So I bought a condo. I moved out uh, without my parents even seeing the place. I did it all on my own. I was in such a rush to get out of there. But lucky for me, I absolutely loved the place and I still do to this day. So I'm, I'm happy with the t- decision that I made. It was just very rushed and came from not the best place. Once I was out on my own, I had the chance to cook for myself. Uh, and really cook for myself. I learned a lot about what it meant to eat healthy, balanced meals, and I've always been interested in cooking, so I had a lot of fun experimenting in the kitchen. It took me a while to learn what was actually healthy versus what I was used to seeing and what I was used to cooking. So I started an Instagram page to keep track of all my meals and hold myself accountable for it, And I became obsessed with eating healthy food so much. I put so much pressure on myself to eat what most people would consider an extremely restrictive diet in order to lose weight. I wanted to eat, you know, the typical veggies, chicken and rice, maybe brown rice, you know, things that were just so bland and so awful tasting to me. But I was obsessed with the idea of becoming thin And I wanted to prove all the haters wrong and get revenge on anyone and everyone that had treated me poorly in the past because of my body. Um, Anyone that had bullied me or made fun of my weight or made comments about my weight, I just wanted to get back at everybody. But this restrictive diet was so unmanageable and not maintainable at all. So eventually I would crash and binge and eat anything and everything in sight, you know, carbs, cheese, anything deep fried, anything with sugar. Um, I craved it so bad because I had restricted myself to this extent where I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. And so I would binge and this vicious cycle would start all over again. I was so hard on myself. I was so negative. I hated my body. I would eat I would eat gross amounts of food and then I would feel so bad about it and I would hate myself even more after. Now with this Instagram page and this online foodie community, I realized that what I was doing wouldn't work long term. So I decided that I needed to change my tactics and I needed to eat a more realistic diet. So starting then, I stuck to as much unprocessed food as possible but I ate real food. So a lot of produce, lots of fruits and vegetables, fresh meat, um, eggs, anything around kind of the outside of the grocery store, anything unprocessed is what I stuck to, but 
I realized that I could eat way more than just broccoli and chicken. So from then on, I slowly started falling in love with the idea of eating real food and real meals that weren't just bland and boring. Now I know what it means to balance treats with nutrition, without restriction, and with moderation. So now whatever I am craving, whatever I want to eat, I will eat, but I will make it in a way that is still healthy for me involves whole foods, real foods, unprocessed foods. Um, And that's the part of experimenting with recipes that I love. So I can take something, I can have a recipe or a dish at a restaurant, fall in love with it, and then go home and make a healthier version of it so that I can try it again or have it again because it was so good. So that's a part of um, experimenting in the kitchen that I absolutely love. Don't get me wrong, I still... I indulge when I need to, when I want to. Uh, I still have a huge sweet tooth and I love dessert. So I will indulge once in a while, but it's more controlled and less restrictive. So I continued on with that Instagram page. Um, It has expanded so much. It has grown into this food blog that now has tons of followers and an amazing, amazing community of people who have supported me and motivated me this entire time. They motivate me every day to continue creating, continue experimenting, and to keep eating healthy because they love to see it as well. So now cooking has become like a huge passion of mine and it is really one of my happy places today. So that was kind of towards the end of my university um, degree. And then over the next few years, I really fell out of love with karate and the dojo and just that whole environment. And I no longer looked forward to going to class. It was so toxic and so negative. And I just, I reached the point where I realized how toxic that was and I wanted out. The problem was that my mom also trained with me and she was also teaching with me at the same time so she didn't want me to leave and and leave her by herself so I stuck with it a couple more years but eventually I realized that I had to do it I had to leave I had to get out for myself um for my health for my mental health um for me to be happy, I really, I really needed to escape this kind of toxic relationship, I guess you could call it. So in June of 2019, I finally hung up my uniform after 17 years. It was such a bittersweet moment for me. I was leaving this sport that I loved for so many years. It was my life. It was everything. Um, but I, at the same time, I was really excited to move on and to move to a healthier place in my life and when I left it felt like such a huge weight had been lifted off of me but I was also super lost I I had spent the majority of my free time in the dojo four to five days a week for the past 17 years it was my whole childhood from the time I was nine through all the years 
Uh, I grew up there. The coaches knew me. The coaches saw me grow. I had met so many people through the dojo and I was so lost without it. Now, I had so much time and no idea what to do or what I even liked anymore. Like that was my whole life and that's everything that we had done. A few months later, um, a kickboxing gym opened up two blocks from my house and I was so excited. Uh, So I went to check it out and I loved it. Everyone there was so friendly. It was so much fun. It was a form of exercise that I thought I could really get into and it was still martial arts related. So it was a complete change for me. Now I could exercise and move my body in a way that I was excited about and in a positive, encouraging community environment, which I had never really had before. So I'm super, super grateful and super happy that the gym opened up so close to my house. Otherwise, I never would have found that community and those people. Okay, fast forward to today. My food blog has blown up so much. Um, I love creating new recipes, experimenting in the kitchen, uh, getting to interact with my online foodie community every single day just makes me so happy and keeps me going and they're incredible. I'm still training in martial arts to this day, but I view the gym in a completely different way. Uh, I train at three different gyms at the moment in kickboxing, boxing, and Muay Thai. And I just, I get so excited to go to class, to hit the bag or hit the pads, and to see my incredible group of friends that I've met that have become family to me. I'm so, so lucky. I finally found a happy place, uh, the supportive community that I've been looking for for so long, and a love for life that I never, ever had before. Now, I'm not recovered from my eating disorders completely, but I'm definitely doing better. I mean, I cook almost every single meal and I get excited to eat again. I get so excited to try what I'm making, um, have this like delicious meal that is actually satisfying and healthy for me. I do have my bad days still, don't get me wrong. When it comes to events and holidays, Uh, The excess carbs and fat and sugar makes me super, super anxious, Um, especially around, say, Christmas, when you have Christmas parties and holiday parties, family get-togethers, all of those kinds of things. It's a lot of unhealthy food all in a close period of time. So that really, really gets to me, and that's really hard for me to do because oftentimes I feel so much pressure to eat everything that I'm given or everything that is on my plate and that doesn't always end well for me. After a big meal, I feel really bad for eating so much or eating so much junk food that I just, I want to throw up even or just punish myself or restrict my diet the next day. But I I mean, I know better than that. I know that In the past, that hasn't been something that works for me or really anyone, and it's not healthy, but eating so poorly just gets to me, and I can't help it. 
a lot of the time before I order takeout or buy that dessert, I I have to ask myself, will I regret eating this or will the sugar be worth it or will the calories be worth it? So I do struggle a lot still, but I've learned that life is all about balance. So if I can cook all my meals for the week and treat myself to one takeout or restaurant meal, then I'm happy. I still allow myself to eat out. I love food um, and I love sharing it with other people. So I wouldn't be able to not go out at all. That would also be miserable to me, but that would also be restrictive. So I've learned balance and I've learned how to control um, kind of balancing the healthy food with the unhealthy food. But I do have my bad days and it does get to me sometimes. So like I do cook pretty much every single meal. Um, And I think part of the reason why I love cooking so much is because it gives me the control back. I can control what goes into my body, what I'm eating, um, instead of somebody else controlling that for me. And that helps me a lot. Knowing that I have like something home cooked with, say, lower sodium or just unprocessed foods. I know that I'm controlling what's going into my body and that makes me feel a lot better about it. All right, changing pace a little bit here. If you've made it to this point, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm going to outline some of the ways that I handle my depression and my emotions as well as the eating disorders. So um, this will be different for everyone. Everybody's coping mechanisms will be different. Um, So you just need to find what works for you. And sometimes that involves um, therapy. Sometimes that involves medication. Um, Just finding little things that make you happy. And it doesn't have to be anything big. But for me, just taking one day at a time is huge. Um, I'm a pretty chill person. So not stressing about what you can't control and not dwelling on the things that you can't change or have already happened. If something happened yesterday or last week and it's already done, there's nothing you can do about it, then there's no point in stressing over it any further. So if I had a bad day, say yesterday, uh, food-wise, if I had a big binge day or cheat day or whatever you want to call it um I know that after that I will feel really bad if I have a big binge day today I in my mind I'll be so mad at myself I will want to restrict myself and kind of punish myself for doing that but at the end of the day if I keep doing that that will make it even worse. So putting that in the past, um, realizing that what happened has happened, it's over, it's done, and you just have to move on from there. Don't make it any worse than it already is, and you can't control what has already happened. For me, one of the things that is huge is getting a good night's sleep. I know a lot of people can function off of six, seven hours of sleep. For me, I need more than that. So I do go to bed really early and a lot of people kind of question that for me and they're like, they don't understand how I can do it. And I don't. I don't always get enough sleep, 
But I know that if I don't get enough sleep or enough good sleep, that I can't really function as well. And I can definitely feel it. I also find that one of my triggers for my uh, BPD acting up or like having a bad day is a lack of sleep. So if I'm exhausted, those feelings of depression and all the self-hate and all of that stuff comes back a lot more easily. When my body is well nourished, I feel so much better. Uh, It definitely helps with my emotions as well. So eating a well-balanced, full of unprocessed foods diet, that's what makes me feel better. But I eat everything in moderation. Yes, I still eat carbs. I still eat bread. I still eat pasta. Just um, more balanced meals and in a healthier way. For me, exercise is a huge part of my mental health. Uh, I need to move my body in some way almost every day, if not every other day. It doesn't have to be anything huge. It doesn't have to be like a crazy workout or anything like that. But even just going for a walk, um, yoga, anything small, I just need to move my body. But I have found, obviously, I've found these gyms that I love. And so going there, getting a workout in, seeing the people that I love, socializing with them, um, getting to hug them, but also getting a workout in and getting those endorphins out, that makes me feel a hundred times better and that makes any day so, so much better. I also find that social interaction uh, makes me feel better. I know that the last thing I want to do when I'm having one of those down days or like it's hitting me hard and I'm not in a good mood, the last thing I want to do is be around people and I just want to curl up on the couch or in my bed alone and do nothing and nobody bother me. But what I really want is for somebody to bother me. Somebody blow up my phone just I want somebody to reach out and just know that something is wrong, but without me saying anything. And I know that's super unrealistic. And if I don't tell anybody that I'm down or having a bad day, that I can't expect anybody to just pick up the phone and make me feel better. But I know for a lot of us in this situation, you just want somebody to reach out to you. So when I'm having a bad day, I know a lot of the time I will stay home by myself. I know I'm really bad for canceling plans or bailing on people when I'm just not in that kind of right state of mind. And some of my friends are super, super good at convincing me to go out and convincing me that I need to leave my house or that I need to be around people and... Um, being around people makes everything better the social interaction feeling like you're you're wanted and people want you there I know that attention makes me feel a lot better because of the lack of attention and the emotional neglect that I had um, growing up so I do seek attention sometimes but I've learned not to do that in a super unhealthy way. So just being able to hang out with friends and socialize and just have people around makes the world of a difference. You also need to find hobbies that you love and you look forward to. And I have totally found those 
very, very recently, actually, in the last year or two, I would say two years, maybe. Um, obviously, my hobbies are like experimenting with food, recipe creations, uh, building my blog and my brand has been so much fun. Um, obviously, I love going to the gym and seeing my community and my friends. I know that when I have too much time with my mind, uh, then it can turn bad. So if I'm stuck in my head, if I'm stuck in my own thoughts, it can it's it can go very very wrong. So I do keep busy as much as I can without burning myself out. And I know sometimes that it's more of a distraction than fixing anything if something is really wrong. So you just need to be very cognizant of that if that is one of your methods of coping. If something is really wrong, just covering it up and putting it aside is not going to make anything better. And like I said, I've only recently found what I truly, truly love. It took me years to do, and I didn't really have the time or the opportunity to do that before. So now that I'm kind of on my own, I've had the time to experiment. I've had the time to try different things. Um, I I really encourage everybody to do that as well. Go out there, try new hobbies, try new sports, um, anything. You might be surprised what you actually like. In terms of my food, like I said, I cook a lot of um, unprocessed foods as much as possible. And one of my rules, kind of, is to try and get veggies in every single meal, including breakfast. So I oftentimes I'll have spinach or zucchini or kale or anything like that for breakfast or with my breakfast. So I love making eggs with veggies in it, um, just sauteed veggies on the side. I make baked oatmeal cups on my work days and I throw in um, grated zucchini in there or carrots, um, but I also have a lot of fruit for breakfast as well. I don't buy a lot of snacks or junk food because I know um, that I can't control myself. If I have it in my house, I will eat it. I can crush a big whole bag of chips to myself, no problem. Afterwards, I will feel absolutely disgusting, but I can do it. And I will love it. It'll be delicious. And then I will hate myself after. So I don't buy junk food. I don't buy snacks at all. Not to say that I don't eat those things. I just, if I want something, I have to go out and get it. And if I don't want it bad enough to leave my house, then I don't really want it. And that has been a huge help for me, cutting back on the binge eating and everything like that. If I really, really want something or I'm craving something and I know that I'll feel okay eating it, I will go out and get it. So that has cut down on a lot of my snacking and my junk food eating. Like I said, everyone has their own triggers and their own coping mechanisms. You just have to find your happy place and I guarantee that you will find a new love for life. Once you figure out what you love to do, um, the activities that you like, the things that make you happy, you will love your life and you will love just exploring, just being you and being free and being alive. I've never felt this alive in my life, and I am so, so happy. 
for everyone out there that is struggling right now, no matter what you're going through, no matter what stage you are in your healing journey, whether you're at the start, whether you're in the middle, I know the journey is never over. So um, just know that you are never, ever alone. I am always here. I know a lot of the times we feel alone even with people around us, but just know that you have people out there that care about you, even if you don't know it or even if you can't see it. Just because you have a mental illness doesn't mean that you don't deserve the same things that everyone else does. You are more than capable and deserving of love and of life and of happiness the same as everyone else. Being sick doesn't take away the fact that I'm also a sister, a friend, a girlfriend, a chef, a scientist, a kickboxer, and so much more. So you are not defined by your illness and your struggles unless you let them. This is my story and my own perspective of my journey, so I'm really sorry if I offend anyone that was a part of it. That's not my intention at all, but everyone's journey is different. And if you're just beginning or in the middle of it, that is okay. You have the whole community here supporting you and we're going to get through this together. So I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to my story. This is the end of my part two. Um, I cannot wait to share more stories and resources with you guys. Next week, I will have my first podcast guest on. I can't wait. So stay tuned and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Feel free to reach out at any time. Share your story, speak your truth, and together we can stomp the stigma.